Hey there, it's a beautiful Friday. I think it's gonna be 80 degrees today. I am pretty pumped, loving it. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about homesteading today. Homesteading where you are right now with what you've got and not like waiting for the right circumstances to get started. And uh, what really inspired me to write this episode is because that's pretty much where (laughs) I am in life right now. So I see what's going on in the world. I know what's coming, man. I know I want to be prepared for it. And I also want, I I really like the idea of a simpler life, homesteading, being more self-sufficient. And I'll tell you, now that I'm actually getting eggs from my chickens, it feels... (laughs) It's just, I don't know, there's something about going in your own backyard and having your own eggs there. It is the coolest feeling. And this is the first time in my life I've ever had chickens. And um, anyway, so you might be uh, a little bit ahead of me. You might be behind me in this whole homesteading thing. But I think that this episode's going to be informative for anyone. Um, and I don't know. It's you decide. <laughs> So like I was saying, whether you want to, you know, you see what's coming and you want to be prepared or you're just interested in living um, a more simple, self-sufficient lifestyle, you can do it where you are right now, be it an apartment, an RV, a rental house, your own home. I mean, you might not be able to do all the things right now, but you can definitely get started. Why wait for everything to be just right to get started, right? So if you listen to this podcast on a regular basis, you know that I am living in an RV currently while we're trying to build a home on a piece of land. And it's horrible trying to build a home right now. I'm not even kidding. Like people in county that were there to help us that were kind of our like, hey, send it to me and I'll make sure it gets pushed through next time. They don't work there anymore. The guy, civil engineer who was helping me out uh, and really working on my project specifically, just quit out of nowhere. I don't even know what happened. And it's like, I can't get through. I can't get the principal engineer to answer me to, you know what I mean? Does, does not care at all that he and sending me the sealed grading and drainage plans is stopping me from being able to move forward. Like it is insane what's going on. Oh, uh, ordering my kitchen. The guy I was working with, he doesn't work at the company anymore. So, I mean, there's just like, whatever's going on is absolutely insane. And it really made me think, um, that, okay, here, obviously I'm here right now. Like this is where I'm at. You know, we're in the RV. We're, we're blessed in that we live with an awesome person on her land and she lets us have chickens and kind of fence off her own little area around our RV and we've got container gardens and you know I kind of got started on all this stuff a year ago um and so so it just got me thinking like all right how can I better my situation here right now because clearly that's where we're going to be for a little bit as depressing as that sounds whenever I say it You know, it's just the way things are going. And um, yeah, sometimes we just kind of have to accept where we are and make the most of it and and be thankful in the process. I don't mean, you know, be completely ungrateful. Um, So, sorry, I have some notes here and I just kind of skipped through. Um, 
I guess, where do you start, right? No matter where you are in life, where do you start if you want to be a homesteader and have this awesome home where it's self-sufficient and like you're doing all these cool things at home, uh, you know, maybe making your own clothes, maybe you're canning vegetables, maybe you're just cooking all the time. And, you know, I don't know what it is, but I think you really start with your actual home, making it a place you actually want to be, making it a functional space that allows you to do the tasks you want to do. I mean, this is really important, right? Because otherwise you end up avoiding your home because it's too cluttered. You don't get the tasks done that you want to get done because you don't have the space. It's just overwhelming to have to clear things from one surface to the next. And then that surface is all tangled up and busy. And it's just... I mean, if we're being honest, most of us, when we're surrounded by clutter, just feel like absolutely neurotic. Like, ah, get me out of here. At least I know I do. Um, so decluttering and organizing your space is so important. You really can't be productive or motivated when your your place is a disaster. And even if it's not a disaster, it's just like things are always out and they just don't have their own space. Everything needs to have its own space. Um... The first step I would say is just start by getting like with the low hanging fruit, like stuff you see all the time that you're, you're like, why do I still have this? I don't use this anymore. You know what I mean? Um, then I would go to a small closet and this is just to kind of get motivation and, and momentum. Um, you go to the small closet, let's say a linen closet, pull everything out. And you look at all your towels and you're like, well, how many times have I used all these towels? Never, actually, even when there's guests. So first I want to say don't keep the nice best towels in the linen closet. Use them. They're meant to be used. If you're not using the best, most beautiful towels, I don't know what you're doing. Just use them, man. Um, You only live once, right? And then get rid of all the extras that you don't really need. But whenever I say get rid of something, I mean, be aware, like conscientious about how you're getting rid of things, you know, like um, donate, or if you know someone specifically in need, give it to that person, have a yard sale, even last ditch recycle at those clothing recycle bins that you see around, or give them to, I don't know, sometimes I say give it to homeless people, but homeless people just create trash and leave it everywhere they have no uh, and 99 percent of them have you know no uh what's the word i'm looking for they don't care they just don't care about leaving trash all over the place so anyway when i'm saying get rid of things i mean ethically find the best way to get rid of them but then you know fold everything up nicely put it back i'm talking about like look, look at your sheets you know, we've got way too many pairs of sheets. I'm see, I'm going through decluttering the RV as well right now. And because I want to emphasize that this isn't a one and done type thing. Once you go through it and do it, the big, like the one big sweep, then it's just upkeep from there. But yeah, we do have to go back and, you know, get rid of stuff. We accumulate so many things we don't need. And even then we outgrow other things and we don't even realize that we have them and they're taking up space because we're so used to seeing them. So we just end up with all this stuff we don't need all the time. 
So we've been in the RV for a year, and like I just said, it looks like we're going to be in here for a while. And Okay, so sorry, my recording just got cut off. <laughs> Real life, man. When I'm recording this on my phone instead of my computer and my mic because that takes up a lot of room and clutter, if anyone calls me, it just ends the recording. It doesn't even give me the option to cancel the call. It's weird, but anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, what I was saying was going back through everything and looking at like, what haven't I used over the last year? Because we're accumulating stuff. I mean, we live a real life here for a year and, um, we're accumulating stuff, you know, that go with our interests now. And okay. So I brought two pairs of sheets because I thought, I think that, um, you know, we might end up having dirty sheets and, and not have a chance to wash them and we can just put on these other ones. Well, I'll tell you what, that's never happened. We have our own little washing machine and that hasn't happened in the year we've lived here, but these sheets take up this entire drawer so we can't put anything else in there. So, but I've never even used them. I mean, hey, you got to maximize your space in an RV. It's, and, this, and I should clarify that this is a motor home. So it's even smaller than, you know, a fifth wheel trailer and stuff like that. And, um, you might hear my chicken in the background. She's out there. One of my other chickens became a hen today. I know I already started saying that I got my second egg today. Uh, okay. Anyway, <clears throat> get back in, getting back to what I was saying. So get rid of the excess sheets you never use, fold everything back, put it nicely. And then <clears throat> in all those empty spaces, that's the perfect spot for you to put things away like games or um, art crafts, you know, arts and craft project things and, and just the things that don't have a home. But the thing about organizing is like, you know, when you, if you don't have a craft room, but you've got something you're working on, you want to put it away to get it out of the way, but you also want it to be easy to get back out. So it's nice if it can fit into a linen closet same with games, you know, I mean, you guys have stuff in your linen closets besides linens, I'm sure. Um, how many washcloths do you have? I know my husband, like I, he must collect washcloths. It is, and no one even uses those anymore, but I'm telling you we do. And so, um, it's the same with kitchen, you know, dish towels. Like how many of those have you accumulated? How many are all stained up and gross? You know, maybe if you need a stained up one for dirty jobs, keep one. But do you need 150 stained up, uh, you know, dish rags and then 150 nice ones? So, you know, it's time to just let certain things go. Um, but yeah, I think once you get that one small closet done, you're going to feel really good about it. And you'll, you will have made space for other things you can put away. And it kind of builds momentum to keep you going. So I would say, uh, yeah, start there. And then after your house is in order, you might want to actually start doing some of those things you've been longing to do the whole time. And a great place to start with the uh, way the world is going right now is gardening, starting a garden. I find gardening to be so rewarding and honestly like meditative, peaceful, like get outside, be in nature, get my hands dirty, even though I don't like my hands being dirty, <laughs> I wear gloves. Um, I don't always, my hands get dirty, but I have kind of long fingernails. I like them to be pretty, not fake though. Um, my nails just grow really long and then there gets, you know, all that dirt under there and I hate that, but it's good to be in the dirt. It really is. It's good to be in nature. It's good to be working with the earth 
And um, so we have a container garden right now. And this is just another way that you can start, even if you're in an apartment, if you've got a balcony, if you've got a window in the kitchen or windows somewhere where you can put a little herb garden. You know, herbs are wonderful. They're wonderful for you. Oh, my chickens are digging in this plant. They are annoying. Um, and so you can start there with herbs. You know, they have so many benefits. You can add fresh herbs to your salad. Honestly, like like I was saying, it's all about getting real with where you're at right now. Maybe you can you have a little balcony and it gets some good morning sun or some good afternoon sun. And you can put some potted plants out there. Uh, last time I lived in an apartment, I definitely had a tomato plant out there, a pepper plant too. Um, now we've got like a little yard. And I'm telling you, it's small, but we've got tons of plants, medicinal, edible, some just beautiful and fragrant, some for the chickens to eat. And um, let's see, citrus trees, five citrus trees, got above ground little gardening uh, stands that are pretty decent size so I can grow carrots and all that stuff in there. And yeah, I mean, we're just making do with what we've got with where we are right now. And I've made entire meals with stuff from my garden when I had some eggplants going. Now the eggplant plant, gosh, it's going on. It didn't die off or anything. It's it's doing really good. So I don't know if it's going to die off in the summer. I think I actually got it in fall. So, um, but yeah, I've had some three good eggplants off there so far and it's, that plant is growing and I just gave everything some fertilizer, some natural organic fertilizers, of course. And uh, I can't wait to see what happens next. I just got some bigger pots because I'm going to plant some potatoes that I had purchased from the store that grew roots. Another thing I do is every time I use a green onion, you know, I cut off maybe a quarter inch, very small part of where the roots are. And then I just plant that outside in the garden and those just pop up. So it's like as often as I'm eating green onions, new ones are popping up. It's great. Um, okay, so... Let's see, where are we? Um, I think it's important to start with a garden. Even people end up feeling like really overwhelmed and they don't know where to start and they want to do everything just right. But just getting some containers and getting some pepper plants or some tomato plants in a pot, you know, or some herbs. Like don't wait for everything to be perfect. Just start. Just head over to your local garden center and get some organic herbs some organic veggies that are in season right now and start growing see what happens there's a learning curve you got to start somewhere um, okay so moving on so making your own cleaners and household items is great I love making my own cleaners because I know what goes into them I know they're non-toxic and they disinfect and they smell great and they actually work uh, making your own natural cleaners are actually pretty simple you just need a handful of basic ingredients that aren't uncommon or hard to get a hold of and then uh you know a teeny bit of chemistry skills <laughs> but i'm actually currently recording my natural cleaners course for my membership if you haven't heard of my membership somehow it's at holistichomeandlifestyle.com and it's all about creating a healthy home 
and basically everything I'm talking about in this podcast. If our homes aren't in order and they're not supportive of our health and well-being, it's really hard to actually be healthy. So, um, it, it all, it's all include like, this is all part of it, you know? And, oh, you hear that chicken? <laughs> um... Yeah, so, uh-oh, one of them getting up. I gotta pay attention. They they love to eat some of my plants, and I do not want them eating. Get out of there. Get out of there. I hear them flop up. Okay, so, um, yeah, holistichomeandlifestyle.com, and that is where you can find my declutter course it's a membership, and right now the price is as low as it's ever going to be at $27.50 a month. And I re- release a new uh, course each month. So the next one is going to be Natural Cleaners, and it will go on from there. There's a lot, like how to take care of houseplants, picking paint colors for a calming, peaceful environment. I mean, it's all about styling your home as well as learning like a nutrition course there's going to be a lot of awesome stuff coming but it all starts with decluttering and that's why that's the first course up there so if you join now you'll be starting at the right spot um okay so chickens raising chickens has been pure joy for me i mean yeah they're kind of they mess some things up sometimes if i'm not paying attention but I love them. I've wanted them for years when we were living in Portland, but I knew that wasn't our forever home. So, um, even though I wanted them, I didn't get them. And then we moved down here to Arizona and we bought property and we've been staying on this piece of property that my friend's mom owns, like I was saying. And, um, I wanted chickens and my husband was like, no, let's just wait till we get out to the property. Cause we, we thought it was going to happen a lot sooner, but I was just kind of watching what was going on in the world. And I was thinking, you know, I'm ready to be as self-sufficient as I can where I'm at, which is exactly what this pod- podcast is about. I cannot say words today. I don't know what's happening. Um, but so I kind of, you know, he, he's, my husband's awesome. He's super supportive of what I want. And, um, so we went down, I think it was like two weeks. It was end of September. It was like two weeks before tractor supply stopped selling their chickens. And we got four chicks and they were a couple, like a couple of them were a few weeks older, maybe even a month older. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure how old they all were. And some were the teeny tiny babies. And we had to have them in our uh, shower with the heat lamp for six weeks. I'm telling you. It was a pain. And then they start getting bigger and then they want to fly and (laughs) flop around. I call it flopping around because it's not really flying. And, um, but luckily I kind of planned it with the weather where I was like, okay, in six weeks, it'll, they'll be old enough to get outside. The weather's not, they're not going to need the heat lamp anymore. And, uh, it worked out perfect. And we got this cute little, I swear this little coop with the run is like perfect for RV little mini home. Uh, but I do let them out. Like right now she's this one peanut. She's digging through my plants and I'm telling you chickens will eat anything. They're not this. They're not like, Oh, I instinctually know this is good for me. Now I've seen them eating plastic and I, so they're kind of weird, but, um, wow. It's loud playing above, but they're so wonderful. And, um, well, we got the first egg was 
three weeks ago, I believe, two or three weeks ago. And oh my gosh, I was like, ah, you're a woman now to one of my hands. And then today, like I said, I went out there to get my egg and there was two in there. And I, it's been so fun to watch them grow and seeing the signs that they're going to start laying because, you know, I do research on this kind of thing and I, I knew who was going to lay first. And two of my hens are about, I was, they were tied for laying second. So I honestly, because I didn't get to see the other one inside, I was gone. Dang it. I didn't know who was in there laying. I don't know who the second one was, but I will probably find out tomorrow. Uh, yeah. So I've heard people say, you know, if you want to start, you can just get some laying hens. Don't start with chicks if you want, you know, eggs right away, which makes total sense. Um, but I hadn't really thought along those lines or heard that and we got chicks first and I'm glad we did because it's a whole learning curve to raise chicks and it was honestly a lot easier. There was a lot of scary information out there that makes you feel like, oh my gosh, it's going to be really hard. And we've done some problem solving here and there and we've had a scare with a hawk a couple of times, but other than that, um, it hasn't been bad. So hopefully it stays that way. Fingers crossed, praying, praying to God, protect my chickens and my dog. The dog stays outside as the chicken babysitter, and they all get along really well. <sighs> so that's really fun. Learning how to can, right? This is something you can do right now, even if you don't have a garden. Because what we should be doing is supporting our local farms, local organic farms. Farmers are under attack like you would not believe from the state, from the government, federal government. They're basically offering them incentives to just destroy their farms. They've destroyed the ability to get fertilizer and all these things, which, I mean, if we had been doing a permaculture type agricultural practice this entire time, this wouldn't be a problem. But because most of the world is fed off GMO non-organic, heavy, pesticide-laden food. There's shortages of all these things and the fertilizers, the artificial fertilizers that they use. And and now food is skyrocketing. I mean, animal agriculture is under attack. So um, supporting our local organic farms is huge, right? If we could go down there and work out how we could buy bulk from them and then we go home and can and preserve stuff for ourselves, right? This is a skill we're going to need and we should all have. And then even if you don't go down to a local farm, your local farmer's market where you can buy a bunch of stuff in bulk or even last case scenario or worst case scenario, last, that's not an expression, uh, the grocery store when they're having a great sale on something organic and it's something that you can preserve and keep, you know, these are things that you can be doing. This is homesteading. So I just wanted to get you thinking along these lines. I wanted to put this out there because this is what I've been dealing with and it can be a struggle sometimes to want to be in this specific place in life, this next, you already want to have, you know, the raise, you already want to have the house, you want to have the kid, whatever it is. Like this message is universal. Yeah, sure, this revolves around homesteading where you are, but we all need to learn to be, myself included, I am not, I'm not like I haven't mastered this, we need to learn to be um, happy with where we are in life and make the most of it because this is where God has placed us in life. This is where he's decided we are at until he decides we're going further. And that can be really frustrating. Trust me, I know I am dealing with it right now. But it can also be really beautiful if we learn how to live in the moment and stop waiting for the perfect circumstances to do the things we want to do in life. 
And I guess even though this is a homesteading podcast, like that's the ultimate message in this whole thing. Like, don't wait for everything to be perfect. Just move forward little bits at a time. Get the chicken, start the garden, learn how to can, learn how to preserve other kinds of foods, learn how to dry your own herbs. You know, I go and I buy ginger and fresh organic ginger and then I slice it and dry it and then I store it in airtight jars and I don't know if you've ever bought the herb ginger from just powdered ginger. It just doesn't it doesn't do it. It doesn't smell like ginger. It doesn't taste like ginger. But when you have the herbs in a larger form like sliced and then you crush them with a mortar and pestle, it is it's like fresh ginger. It's amazing. And so I can add that to teas. I mean, things like learning how to make your own herbal teas, learning how to make your own chapsticks, hand salves, lotions, those three things are very similar and the process to make them isn't that difficult. So when you make a salve, that same exact salve just poured into a chapstick bottle is a chapstick as long as you didn't put anything that shouldn't be uh, put in your mouth in there, which why would you? It's you're putting I mean, I don't make things like that. Um, everything I use, basically my lotions are edible, um, probably don't taste good and I'm not going to try them, but you can, if your kid got into it and ate it, they'd be fine. So, uh, if you make a hand salve and then you make, you can pour that same exact mix into a chapstick, have chapstick, and then lotion is just one more step. You just take one more step. You take that salve that you've got and you add water. I'm actually going to do a mini course um, about this on my uh, my membership coming up. Like just how to make your own salves, chapsticks, and lotions. You know, because this is a skill. <laughs> I'm telling you, all of these skills are so amazing to have because you know that you can like do anything you need to do. Also, a great skill to have, side note though, uh, learn first aid. Learn some first aid, some basic first aid, herbal first aid, get a bunch of first aid supplies because that's a big part of being prepared as well, right? And um, maybe take a class, uh, work with people that you know, that know first aid and just take a private class from them. Um, it's kind of hard to go down. I, I won't go somewhere where I have to wear a mask. <laughs> I can't, you know. I was just talking about this on a recent podcast. Like, my friend has cancer. Cancer thrives in an unoxygenated environment. And I'm going to throw this as high octane speculation, but I'm going to throw this out there. Um, forget what I was just saying about my friend for a second. I'm kind of changing my tune. It's about the. So, you know how cancer has been skyrocketing, right? And they're like, all these people are dying of cancer that didn't get diagnosed during the pandemic because the hospitals were like, no, we're not going to see anybody else. And that's true. That probably is part of it. But what if all of these people constantly, like, you know, the people who are constantly in a mask, suffocate, your oxygen is down, your carbon dioxide is up, you, your lungs are a detoxifying organ. So if you are just breathing what you're detoxifying back into a mask and back into your mouth, what if the cancers are skyrocketing? Well, we know from the vaccine now that that's rolled out, but what if it's also just because you're suffocating yourself on a daily basis? I remember seeing a meme 
that said 2021, the year you actually had to convince people that yes, putting something over your nose and mouth will decrease your oxygen intake. And I was just like, I mean, seriously, people, you know, because it's so true. Like, how, how are we here? How is this where we're at? Like, you didn't realize? I, I don't know. It's been a weird, it's been a weird couple of years. And I think it's safe to say that um, we need to be prepared the best we can with where we're at right now. So take that message with you this weekend. Learn something new. Make a move. Buy a tomato plant. Do something awesome. Get some uh, supplies. Even just stock up a little bit on some food as you see the prices going through the roof. I'll tell you what, I live in an RV. You wouldn't believe how much food I have. <laughs> months and months worth. Months and months and months worth of food um, and water because I know how to make the most of what we've got, you know? In our RV, we've got a 100-gallon water tank below that we fill and we cycle through and then we fill again. And so we keep that full for uh, emergency uses, but we have a ton of drinking water that we keep on hand as well. So anyway, I'm going to leave you guys with that. Have a fabulous weekend. Um, please stop over to holistichomeandlifestyle.com and get on my email list. I send out recipes. I send out all kinds of tips about like nutrition and health and wellness and the home. So holistichomeandlifestyle.com. And uh, if you want to become part of the membership, that would be amazing. I'd love to have you. All right, guys, have a good weekend. Bye.